Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us for episode four of the Talking Llamas podcast. On this week's episode, a disgruntled Disney World guest Facebook rant goes viral, and we discuss things that we find to be overrated and underrated about Disney. All of that coming up next on the Talking Llamas podcast. Welcome back to the TLP. I'm your host, Robert Camozzi, joined here today, as always, by my co-host and good friend, Thomas Nelson. Hello. So we're going to get to what we find overrated and underrated about Disney, but we wanted to start off kind of talking about this this Facebook rant, I guess, that went viral from, I guess, a woman in, in her middle ages who was visiting <laughs> visiting Disney World. <laughs> Um, not from the Middle Ages, in her Middle Ages. Okay, good. I was was confused. I'm assuming that's why you're (laughs) laughing. Um, So I'm just going to start off by reading the rant, uh, 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 bits of it. Um, I'm going to read what I do read word for word because it's it's not the best. It it just, you'll understand, but basically I don't want to have to fill in the gaps um, assuming what she means, but I'm just going to read it word for word for a few sentences and then we'll talk about it. Quote, It pisses me off to no end when I see childless couples without at Disney World. And then about 10... Without kids, yeah? It's just without. That's weird. Okay, so we'll just rehash that. It pisses me off to no end when I see childless couples without at Disney World. Like I said, I don't want to fill in what she means because I'm not sure. But that's... I think in, in that case, we know it's kids. Okay. Well, she says childless, so it's odd for her to then reiterate. Yeah. Well, let's just move on. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So that's followed by something like 12 frowny emojis. Disney World is a family amusement park, yet these immature millennials throw away their money on useless crap. They have no idea the joy and happiness it is to mothers who buys their babies treats and toys. They will never experience the exhaustion that is to chase a three-year-old around and getting stares at assuming I'm a bad mother. She goes on to say a bunch of profane things about a a young woman um, in line for a pretzel, um, mostly citing that her son, her son, wanted a pretzel and the line was too long so she wasn't able to to get in the line or she she didn't feel like she wanted to get in the line because it was too long um basically saying that it made her son cry so the gist is she has a problem with adults who don't have children at disney world or yeah, any disney she park specifically cites millennials i'm not sure i mean and you know that's basically like 20 somethings and generally. that's who we are Yes, so I'm I am a millennial, I guess, but I have I do have a small child. Thomas is a millennial without, so I suppose that she's she's referring to you specifically. But I I don't I, I think that we can well not you specifically, but of your, course of course your group specifically. 
Um, and well, this kind of article uh, or or occurrence that it shows up in articles, which is how I found out about it. I'm not on social media, but why are, why is anybody writing an article about this? It's clearly to me a parent who doesn't like having to parent that much at a at a park. Well, and I think that there's a lot. I think the reason the answer to your question is there's a lot of people that feel the way she feels, and maybe not even those who are like upset about it, but. There are a lot of people that I talk to that are like, why are you going to Disneyland if you don't have kids? Like, it's for kids, so why are you going? Well, to me, that's a different, that's a different uh, place to be coming from. Because what you're saying is, well, as an adult, what's there for you? But what this mom is saying is, you're in the way. Yeah, well, but I think, I think her thing is that, why are you here? It's not for you. I think and that's then, a secondary thing. Yeah, but she's You're taking in the way. It. Why are you here? Yeah. Yeah. You see what I mean? Yeah, she's taking it a step further. That, but but I think that a lot of people feel like, why, you know, why are you going to Disneyland if you're 25 or, or Disney World if you're 25 or older? What is there for you? I kind of think that that's the reason the article gets written is because you could talk a lot of people into, you know, maybe adults without kids shouldn't be going or or like they shouldn't be going as much. So I think that it's an easy thing for people to grab onto in a sense. I think it's ridiculous. I think that anybody who, you know, thinks that she has a point is missing the point. What do you think that people who don't think adults really have a reason to be at Disneyland or World or wherever, what do you think that they think there is to be uh, gained from going there? Like, do you think it's just having a good time on rides or buying souvenirs or what? Yeah, I mean, I think that they think it has to do, I mean, a lot of it, like Disney movies are marketed as like children's movies, I guess. Um, so there's this sort of, I don't want to call it a stigma, but a sort of association with children. So they think that, and these people that are agreeing with her or that at least have some you know, leanings in her direction are thinking, okay, well, the movies are for children. The park is for children. You know, if you don't have a child, why are you going? Uh, the rides are, it's not like a great America where the rides are super intense. You know, there's very few like really intense rides at either Disneyland or Disney World. There's like one or two at each park. Um, so I, I think that in that vein, they think, you know, there's meet and greets with characters, things like that. In that that vein, they think, okay, well, it's really a children's park. I think it's just a difference in, like, personality, too. Like, there are some people who just don't get it, and that's fine. What? Why would you be going to the park if you didn't have a kid? Have a kid? And we did do that together one time. Why would you be going without a kid? I've always said this about Disney. It kind of, it it lets you, at least for me... Going to Disneyland almost feels like you're you're jumping into like a painting. Like it's like a it's like a work of art to me. Like in Mary Poppins when they actually do that. Yeah. So it's like the whole thing's a work of art. It's immersive. You feel like you're somewhere else. It kind of allows you to like just escape from reality. Um in in a sense. And, you know, I just enjoy that for me. And it's I I enjoy like Pirates of the Caribbean to me is just like a piece of art like you're like you're writing through a painting or something right like a painting's obviously like a two-dimensional thing but you're able to go through it as if it 
were an actual place or something. Or even you could just, it's not, if it's not a painting, it could be a, a thought or an image you have of what pirates are. And then here you are in a three-dimensional space where it's playing out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like your imagination come to life, basically, or right. other people's. And you get to explore that. I don't know why that would be exclusive to children. Well, I'm thinking that people like you and me, we have a different interest that's deeper. We can see the different dimensions of Disneyland, let's say. We, we know what has gone into it. We know who, how long people worked on it and the tinkering that goes on and the new projects that come on to make it refined and the best it can possibly be. I draw a lot of inspiration from knowing how that works in my own career. Like it helps me to know that, okay, if you, you know, you can be really imaginative and accomplish a lot if you just sort of have the freedom to think outside the box, which Walt Disney did every which way. Yeah, one, you know, not to get on too much of a, get too out track from what, you know, the rant and all that, but, you know, Walt Disney himself took a lot of risks and in building the park and the movies he made and, you know, luck favors the brave sort of thing. And uh, he got lucky a lot of times. Things kind of fell his way, you know, with the like with Snow White and things like that eventually being made. But he was brave enough to pursue his dreams. And I think that that's an important lesson. And Disneyland is sort of that manifestation of, of that whole thing, if you... If you think about it. And yeah, I mean, there's like obviously like aspects for children there, but I think it's a park for everyone. Like paraphrasing Walt, he did say that he wanted to build a place where not just the kids had something to do so everyone could enjoy it. And that's what he built. Yeah. I mean, like you said, we've been going, you know, even before my daughter was born, we've gone and there's no question that it's enhanced, you know, when your, your child's having a good time at Disneyland that makes it much better, um, if that's possible. But, I mean, from a parent, like, it doesn't seem like she's th- this person or anyone who would have this feeling is very interested in the parenting part of taking your child to a theme park. Like, just generally speaking, you have two options when your child is, like, having a, a hard time over you know, not being able to get something they want right away. You either get the thing or you don't, and you say, we'll get it later, get over it, like, just deal with it right now, delayed gratification type of thing. But she wants to blame somebody else based on how they're dressed and how old they are for the fact that her child is a little disappointed over not being able to get a pretzel. And that's obviously, you know, just an example that she's bringing up. But, I mean... That's part of the problem here too. I I don't think that this this she is the type of person, and anyone I think who feels this way is the type of person who just misses the point a little bit of at least of how we view it, and I think how a lot of the intentions are. It's just not for her. It's hard to say exactly what kind of person this is. Not her individually, but there are you could say there are types of people like this. Yeah, I don't want to concentrate on her too much because um, I'm sure there's a lot of people who feel. But this what's way. coming to mind is that you know, impatience with her child. Sure, the child will be impatient and have a fit here and there if they don't get Mm -hmm. what they want. That's expected. But if you're at a Disney park, you should, I think you should have a level of patience, which is that you're not going to do everything you want to do in general. 
This doesn't have to just do with parenting, but it does cross over. You're not going to do everything you want to do, and that's fine. And just slow down, and everything will be like she's trying to go too fast, trying to do too much. It's not working out for her or her kid, and now it's somebody else's fault. I think that this, yeah, I I get the sense that this is the the type of person who is, you know, these these trips are expensive. Um, they, it can be a lot of go, go, go. And I think, and this has been said before, so this is not an original thought, but there's a lot of pressure to make these trips a good time. But I think that, or, or get your money's worth is probably a better way that to explain how people think about it. And that, that's not an objective thing. For me, I get my money's worth. I could go on no rides and get my money's worth these days. So to me, that doesn't... That doesn't mean anything. That's just a, continu- a continuation of the excuse. But you would never say that. What do you mean? I got to get my money's worth. People I mean, do, though. And that's what I'm saying. So the people who say that are generally thinking, I need to get on as many rides as possible. I need to meet. I as- guess I'm saying they have, they're have they putting a roadblock in front of themselves to having a good time. Yeah, because what ends up happening is you just run around like crazy. And, you know, you don't you don't sit down and, like, enjoy yourself. By the end of the trip, you don't even remember what you did, probably, I would imagine, just because you're, I mean, you can, like, think about it and remember, but it's not like you, you've you taken anything from it, if that makes sense. Like, when I r- ride certain rides, I really get something out of it, beyond, like, the ride itself. You said something which kind of bothers me when anybody says it, which is that when you go to the, the parks, it's, partially anyway, it's like you're escaping reality. Yeah, I don't like that way of thinking about it. Okay, because for me, I'm not escaping any reality. It's a part of yeah. my reality. I understand what you mean. Escaping maybe not be may not but be the right word for people who do think that way, and there are many of them. I met one last week. Um, I could see them having when they say um, what you said, which is that I have to get my money's worth. They really want to escape their reality. This is a hypothetical. I mean, a hypothesis. I don't really know what is going on in any individual person's life. But to me, that makes sense. If you want to escape your everyday reality, you're on vacation, you also want to have a really good time. So you're going to put up all these parameters of how that's going to happen. And then when they don't start getting hit, you're not meeting these these guidelines that you're setting up, these criteria. Now you're having a bad time. And for specific people, it can boil over and Facebook rants can happen. Yeah, well, and I think, too, the, the child is almost an excuse to have, like... Your, tra- your kid's going to have a good time. You don't really have to do anything. To, for your, you take your kid to Disney, there's, you don't have to do much like to, for them to have a good time. I feel like the stress of the parent boils over and then affects the kid, and then you use that as an excuse like, oh, my kid's not, now my, my kid's vacation's ruined. And it's like, if you're just taking your kid to Disneyland and walked around the park, like, they would have a good time. They would see, like, things from movies. They would see things they'd never seen before. They would see characters. I mean, they would have a good time. Like, you don't have to put a bunch of pressure on what you think they want out of out of the experience. So, to me, that's kind of like them projecting what they're feeling based on what, you know, is going into the vacation, whether it's cost or time or whatever. And they're using that as an ex- their child's, like, upsetness over not being able to get something as an excuse to just go off basically 
a justification. Like, see, like my kid's upset, and that's because you know all these you know twenty something year olds without kids are in the park, and thusly I can't do as much as I would normally be able to do if they weren't here. Right. Yeah, I pretty much agree. I, mean, I don't think I have a whole lot more to say on the subject. It's just it's interesting because I it it de- it does seem like it caught it got a little bit of steam like it became polarizing and like we're it, we're giving it steam right now but it's an interesting idea because as adults me in particular without a kid I do wonder what other people think of my interest in Disney my fandom and so this is a way we we can talk about it at least when you've gone to the parks by yourself I mean let alone without children you've gone just alone and yeah, and uh, I did that one time for a couple of days, but I didn't really go on a lot of rides. Like I said, like I can go there and not go on rides and have a great, great time, and I did actually. Yeah, so anyway, we I think we've covered the kind of person this would be, um, and frankly, her anger may be, she may be over it by now for all we know. Yeah, again, I don't want to target her specifically, and again, the reason this became sort of like interesting is because there are people who, I mean, enough for it to, like, end up in reputable newspapers or, or you know, um, journalistic outlets, basically, saying she has a point. And that's fine. I mean, whatever. But it's, it, I think it's important to note that, like, everyone's there to have a good time. Things happen. There's been times where my daughter has, a like, and it, it's few and far between. My daughter is pretty good, but... There's been a couple times where I've had to check her, like, don't act like that. And it's always fine. You just have to, you know. Well, there was one time she had a really big fit, right, in in DCA. That's the time I'm particularly thinking about. And I don't even, I think she was just there a long time. um, And it was like, I think we were heading back for, to the hotel as we routinely do. Right. And we told her that and she just literally got, and she was like three at the time. She literally got on the ground and started screaming, and we just made sure that she wasn't really in the way, and we just walked away and stood off to the side and waited for her to stop, and then said, okay, you good? Like, you ready to go back now? And then she realized, I mean, this is obviously a side note, but it's a lot less, it's a lot less fun to throw a fit when no one's paying attention, so um, she kind of you know you do that a couple times with your kid and she generally knows how to behave now she's older but the point is is you just deal with it in the moment and then it's over you certainly don't blame someone else for it you know um but well i'm just thinking another way to another way to think about the whole situation is everybody is sort of defining not kids but adults are defining what a trip to disney parks is supposed to be yeah and that's different from individual to individual so I think that's actually the problem because if you don't, if it doesn't, the experience doesn't meet your definition of what it should be for other, what other people are doing or what you do, you can have a negative view of what's going on. When it changes for us, I know like we have trips that are like for different purposes. I, I feel like to Disneyland, not so much Disney World, but for Disneyland, like I took just my daughter down to Disneyland, just she and I, and she can't really ride anything at the time. Like she can ride a few rides. She was too small and or too scared to ride most things. It wasn't really a ride trip. Like, it was like, we're going to go and we're going to enjoy. And it was holiday, so they had special holiday food. And we're like, we're going to try as much of that as we can. 
and we're gonna have a we're gonna have a good time. I, I'm not gonna ride. I know I'm not gonna ride Tower of Terror or, or Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm not gonna ride, um, you know, Big Thunder Mountain and things like that, or Indiana Jones. I knew that going in. It wasn't about the rides though. So, you know, and there are times when you go and you really want to get a lot of rides in. We're going in October just because we got excited about the Halloween food, you know, coming up at Disneyland. Like, there are reasons you go, and it changes. Now, some people might just be like, I know my dad's this way. I need to get in as many rides as possible, as quickly as possible, with as few people in my way as possible. That's my dad. That's not how I think about it. it and it, he's the kind of person who doesn't go all the time like we do. I mean, we don't really yeah. go all the time either. There are people who go every week. We go several times a year. Well, that's the thing too, I, I, I suppose, is you know people who are going like once every five years, you have a really... You have, you have a, a tight window. A tight window. Relatively. To, yeah, and you have to thread that needle. And so if you're not going you know, once a year even, like we are certainly, then... I guess there's more pressure. The point of is, you know, anyone who thinks that someone without a kid has no place there, I, I, we just disagree. Um, and, you know, I think it's for everyone. It's a good time. Yeah, it's crowded a lot of time. That That's not always great, but there's things to enjoy even when it's crowded. Like, you don't have to ride things. If, if everything's a 60-minute wait, there are plenty of other things to do. We've done them. So that's that. Right. And there are a bunch of little things too that um, really get you, you lose those if you don't move beyond just having to get on, onto, onto every attraction that you want or every restaurant that you need to get to. And, oh. I mean, really, the little things are put there by the Imagineers for to fill out the theme of whichever land you're in, but for you to enjoy. Yeah, well, and, and that I could think... be something as simple as hidden Mickey's throughout the park. Yeah, you don't need to. No one's in your way for that, generally speaking. Yeah, it doesn't matter how many people are in the park. You can walk down Main Street and just take it in. Right. That's a little thing. It takes a little bit of a change in perspective on your part, but you could totally do that, and it costs nothing. Well, last time we went, um, Michaela and I went, we were walking down Main Street. I We don't stay to close, you and I, very often, just because we're generally early risers. We have my daughter. We also go during downtime a lot, so it's it's not open as late. But Michaela and I stayed until midnight once on that last trip we took in uh, April. And when we left, there was like six people on Main Street just walking out. And you and I have seen Main Street fairly empty in the mornings, but I haven't seen it that empty at night before because usually when I'm leaving, it's like during like heavier time, like nine o'clock. Actually, a lot of the time when we leave Disneyland at night, it's right as a parade or a fireworks show has ended. Yeah, so it's a nightmare. So there's all sorts of people. Yeah, so it was, I just... I was like, oh, I don't do this hardly ever. I really need to enjoy this. So, like, I walked down Main Street just, like, looking around, like, wow, there's, like, no one here. And I can just look because it's all lit up, you know. Well, no one here, that's a little thing. The lights at night, that's a little thing. Yeah. The change in sound because you can now probably hear music a little bit better. That's a little, That's three little things right there, and you can stand in one space on Main Street, and just think about it and enjoy it. Well, and the light in Walt's apartment. Yeah, you can see. It's a little more yeah, visible. Exactly. So I just tried to take it all in. And I've been to Disneyland, like, I, I mean, so many times that you can still find, I can still find little things to do like that, you know, and 
I learn new things all the time that make me appreciate, like the theater, the little theater that uh, on Main Street. I didn't even know Main about Street that Cinema, until yeah. like two years ago. Now I go in there every single trip. Yeah, it's like mandatory. So, you know, you're always finding new things. You know, they're building new things. California Adventure has things that I haven't explored. I'm sure. I mean, there's just a lot to do. So and, maybe, maybe to just sort of encapsulate yeah. encapsulate all this is just broaden. For anybody out there who has an issue with the feeling like they can't get things done or going to Disneyland is a hassle. It's too crowded or whatever. Yeah, you could broaden your perspective on what constitutes a good time. It doesn't always have to be thrilling or tasty or whatever it is. Yeah, no, and that's a good point. I mean, just go and find what appeals to you that, I mean, you have to have something, I would imagine, that isn't a roller coaster or some, like, special food item that you that you want to get there has to be something that will appeal to you and there's ways to find that there's books there's uh documentaries all kinds of things that you can find that will help your appreciation i do recommend you know before you go to a disney park try just kind of boning up on whatever you can because that makes it all the better okay so that's all on that just wanted to touch base uh we're going to move into our our sort of underrated or overrated portion of the podcast. So this kind of is just, I'll present something that I think is either underrated or overrated. And then Thomas will tell me where he stands on it. Either he thinks it's underrated or overrated, or he thinks it's properly rated. And he'll do the same. We'll we'll probably each present like three things, just depending on time here. So I, I'll, I'll just go first, just because, you know, I already have it all pulled up. Um, my first one here, and this, just, this is just Disney things in general. So my first thing is a ride, okay? And it's a specific overlay for a ride, okay? It's Hyperspace Mountain. Okay, um, I'm not sure if I agree. I'm not sure I disagree. I enjoy that one. I haven't been on it so many times, so I can't recall it really. Well, so you know, do you know where I stand on it? Um, There's really I, only I one would, way you could stand I would assume that, would that you think it's overrated. I just heard lately a lot of people like rave about it, like specifically people who I hear that are mostly like Disney World people, and they're like, "Oh man, I went out to Disneyland and Hyperspace Mountain's so cool," and like even people saying they wish they would keep it that way. Well, I don't agree with that. Yeah, I do like the beginning when you're going up that you're going uphill. I I don't know what you would call it, but it's it's pretty much right at the beginning, and. They're playing the Star Wars music. That's yeah. awesome. That part is cool. And the rest of the ride, I could take it or leave it, frankly. Um, it feels jumbled. Like, uh, you'll just hear, like, look out, and it, it's a trap, and all, you know, yeah. just randomly. And it's kind of like, all right. I mean, I get it. You know, our our Space Mountain in Disneyland is a little bit more, and maybe significantly more, set up for overlays. I don't even think it's really possible so much in Disney World, based on what I've heard. So, you know, something like Ghost Galaxy or Hyperspace Mountain, they just can't do to the extent in which we can. I'm not sure that's the case. I would assume you're right because that does sound yeah. correct. But it's not even so much that I don't like Hyperspace Mountain. That is part of it. Like, I'm not a huge fan. But I just like the original so much more. So here's what I'm thinking about is the people who love Hyperspace Mountain in yeah. Disney World, they only have their version. Mm. So they come over and they see that and they think, wow, this is so different, so cool, so exciting. And I love Star Wars too. This is great. Yeah, and uh, we probably get that too the first time we we see it, um, that we saw it. Now, we 
have the ghost depending on the time of year we go which happens to be during halloween we go often and during that time and, and recently when it was hyperspace mountain we hadn't seen the original or experienced the original space mountain the disneyland version anyway um in a very long time so we were desensitized to it yeah and so when we came back to it it was great i enjoyed it more than ghost galaxy more than hyperspace mountain so with the same thing is happening to Disney World people in favor of Hyperspace Mountain, and then to us in favor of our original version, our standard version. Yeah, and I think it's generally accepted that Disneyland's Space Mountain is, I don't want to say better, like objectively, but but more, it's just better done. Like it's, it's I think it's newer, so people say the sound is better, like because it's right up against your head there. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's part of it. So I think that you might be right, that if they have a sort of lesser experience in terms of just quality, then they come over here and they ride uh, hyperspace. And, they, and it doesn't have to be lesser. It can just be different. Different, and they appreciate it more. And it's it's important to note, like, we're not, and I, I'll speak for myself, I respect Star Wars, and I even might understand how much people love it, but I don't love it. So it's it's important to note that I'm not a huge Star Wars fan and maybe that's part of this, but I also just feel like it's not that enhanced and I just love the music for the original one yeah. so much that it's like kind of a bummer when it's not available. I will say, how do you feel about like Ghost Galaxy in 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 opposition to or in comparison to Hyperspace? I would, well, I'm, I was going to say I would prefer Ghost Galaxy yeah to it but i've been on that ride that version of the ride so many times in comparison to hyperspace mountain that i can't say with with 100 percent certainty that i do yeah i i really am a big halloween fan so it does have a but halloween. it's not all that halloween is yeah. why i'm hesitant i guess it just gets me in the the in general disneyland does such a great job with their halloween time to me that it extends onto the ride yeah yeah like the second you walk in the park or whatever you're walking through the hotels a lot of the time and it's like halloween 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 and i'm just having a really good time with it and i guess it might you're right it might leak into the ride i think in general i would just rather have like if i go tomorrow i'd rather have just the regular one yeah i think you're right hyperspace mountain overrated pretend there's a buzzer <laughs> that we can that we can hit you know yes so okay so we'll say it's overrated. we'll toss that one away gone okay well we came to a consensus so that's good all right your turn Okay, um, I, I'm going to go with uh, Main Street Vehicles. I thought about this one. And it's actually I, on my list. You, you know for certain that I think that's underrated. Because there's no way that's overrated. People don't really talk about it. We, we barely do it. I know. So I think we've only done it like two times. I'm th- Yeah, two times. And that was on the omnibus, the double-decker bus. Are we underrating the, the Main Street Vehicles ourselves even? No, we're just underutilizing. Different. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're underrated because, especially on the omnibus, when you get on the second level, you have a slow uh, stroll down Main Street with no effort. You're just sitting there, and you get to see it from this elevated space that you, you can kind of get from the train station, but it's stationary. You can't move yeah. through it. You want to talk about something that is like something new or, or a different way to enjoy things, like we were talking about earlier? That's one of them. Like you're up on the second level. And you're seeing like all the buildings from a different perspective. You're watching the people, 
and uh you know there's like the honking of the horn and stuff and and it's just and you you can the you all the time i mean i haven't encountered a cast member who drives the drivers they're always so pleasant and nice. i was gonna say this and a lot of them are old timers yeah so they've been there for you know decades some of them well and, and that's what i was gonna say is we've done this two or three times and we've also like interacted with the cast members without doing it before or seen them interact with other people and they're always like you know disneyland cast members in general are pretty great but these guys like you you can just tell like they love what they're doing and they love being there and they really appreciate it it seems like i mean that's what they're projecting um we've done have we ever done the horse the horse ones you might have i don't remember doing it um but I was going to say that Main Street is its own land. People yeah. forget about that. I often forget about it. These, you know, four to six vehicles, however many they are, I think there's the, the bus and then the horse cart. There's like a fire truck and there's another yellow car. All of these are part of this the theming of this Main Street America thing, Main Street USA. It's it's so great. And you can actually, it's it's, it's an added attraction to the ride. Four or five different attractions. Do you do you know what the status of these in Disney World is? Oh no, I can't remember. I think well, that I they have them on a part time basis. Like I don't think it's like oh, a con- like with, if you're not aware, like at Disneyland, this is like constantly going on. Like they're just going back and forth everywhere. Yeah. So they're a lot of fun. I'm glad that even when I don't ride them or go in them, I'm glad they exist. And they, you know become, I mean? they become part of the experience because yeah. even if you don't look at them or pay attention to them, little things like just hearing the honking of the horn, you know that they're coming. Oh, got to move over. The horse is coming through or whatever. Yeah. The fire truck is coming through. Yeah, so I think it's I think it's definitely an underrated experience. Okay, so next one here, I'm trying to... I don't want to be... I have a lot of ones that are I feel are overrated. Good, because I have a lot of underrated. Oh, well, maybe I should continue to go with... Go overrated, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, let me find... Okay, I'll go with this one. Mickey beignets. I thought about that, too. <laughs> so these are the beignets that are in the park. In park beignets. At the mint, mint julep bar. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you stand? Um... Yeah, in comparison to the other option, which would be the Jazz Kitchen, mm-hmm. I prefer the Jazz Kitchen version because they, to me, yeah. as I remember them, they seem more substantial. They're they're more dense, which is interesting because they're so airy, but also dense. Like they're they're like like maybe airy is not the right word. Um, like they have they're soft and they're they're really they're fluffy. They're fluffy. That's the word I was um, looking for. Yeah, but, but they the, are dense. I I just in my mind is my memory is giving me that the Mickey beignets when I would maybe hold one of the ears to take a bite, my fingers would like, you know, like air would be released. Yeah, and it's kind of it's more empty than fluffy. Well, and it might be the nature of the shape might not cook that well. You know what I mean? So it's it like you, you you can't make them as dense because there would be parts of it that would be uncooked, or you know under undercooked. Yeah, but. A sp- it'd be one thing if they didn't have the jazz kitchen version but just the fact that the jazz kitchen version is like a 12 minute walk from new orleans square it's just like to me it's like i'll just go there if i really want beignets and you get them you see them a lot like on instagram and they always have like special flavors and stuff like that and people are like raving about them and i'm just like i'm never going to get one of those because i, I can i can walk 
like half a mile and get something I find to be immeasurably better to me. That's the same, the same thing in the same vein. Now, the benefit to the mint julep bar uh, beignets is you can get them with the mint julep. Yeah. And in New Orleans Square, which is a great place to be. So if you wanted to get those and go on the train and ride around Disneyland, you can only really do it from there. You're not going to go to Jazz Kitchen and do it. That's a good point. So that these are different experiences in which you want beignets. If you just want it for the food, we recommend Jazz Kitchen. If you want it for a more Disney experience, Mint Julep Bar is just fine. They're delicious. There's nothing really to, to complain about. They're not disgusting. No, well, they're they're good. They're delicious. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm not trying to. I just want to make it clear. I don't think yeah. they're the worst thing ever made. Um, I just think that they they are a little overrated. Now, I will say, if you really do want beignets, we've done this before. I think. And you want to go on the train with them? Buy them at the Jazz Kitchen. They're hot when you get them. You can hardly eat them when you first get them. Go to the Main Street train station with them. Hop on the train. Take it to New Orleans Square. Maybe you can eat a couple on the train. Get off the train. Get a mint julep. You can people watch in New Orleans Did Square. Did you say you have done this? I thought that you and I had done this. I don't remember ever doing that. And I um, distinctly remember eating. It depends beignets on when on you do that because the line could be pretty long. So if it's the morning, mm-hmm. and they do make beignets in the morning at Jazz Kitchen, then you may you may not want to do that because, I mean, they're going to be they're going to cool off by the time you get to New Orleans Square. I guess I had envisioned this being midday, which is I imagine they would be less popular then, but I don't know. Oh, I don't know. The point is, there are a lot of workarounds, and I just feel like. Mickey beignets overrepresented and Jazz Kitchen beignets, the quick service version, version, underrepresented. So that's kind of my feeling on it. Um, I feel like you feel maybe properly rated or slight lean to overrated. Yeah, maybe like a a notch under um, yeah. properly rated and you know towards overrated. I guess a notch over properly rated. Yeah, but I really I can't complain about them. There's nothing wrong with them. Yeah. But there is one better option, and Jazz Kitchen is it. Yep. Okay, so for my next underrated, I'm gonna. I didn't write this one down, but it came to mind, and I definitely think it's underrated. And it doesn't matter which version you talk about, but the Disneyland Band. Thought about this one too. Yeah, um, and I think it's underrated because you don't hear a lot of people advertising like, "Hey, this is an awesome experience. You have to check out." I think it's properly rated amongst people who are really big Disneyland fans. Yeah. And you, you can't really, you can't wait for the experience. Like, it has to come to you. Like, they, they, the band comes out at certain times, so I guess you can wait for it. But really, if you just happen upon the band playing in, say, Frontierland... It makes it better. It's a great experience. And they go all over Main Street um, in front of the castle, Frontierland. Um, they really add a whole different element to the park uh, that gives it energy music yeah i think that having it stumble like it's not like a parade where a parade really can't you can't accidentally stumble on it i mean you can if you're just walking in the park and you're like oh there's the parade going on but you know when you walk down main street like 30 minutes before a parade like people are lined up whereas with the disneyland band it's i remember one time distinctly we were like sitting on a bench in frontierland right outside that Mexican restaurant between that and the the shop there. Right. And they just showed up and we were like, oh, here we go. And it was and one of he, our first experiences. We could tell, we heard them first by the snare drums. Yeah. Well, really the whole, the whole drum section. 
And that's, that's a great thing to hear is he's like, oh, the band's coming. And then for people like us who actually used to play in a marching band in middle school, yeah, the first time we heard them, at least for me, it was, it was awesome to see how, how well they did. And I actually, I think you guys that same day went back to the hotel for a nap and I went back to the park alone just to watch them perform again. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, if they weren't there, I think the park wouldn't. It would be lesser. I, I don't know how, yeah, it would be lesser, but I don't know that you would even notice. It's the kind of thing you would notice, like, wow, they added a band? This is great. Yeah. And same thing with the Main Street vehicles. You take them away, it's lesser, but you don't really notice it until they're back. Yeah. And for Disneyland, there's this, there's, what is it? They, they say it's more intimate. People say it's more intimate. Yeah. Because if everything, everything's smaller and closer together. The band is interactive, too. They add to that more intimate community. Yeah, well, feeling. and they have like a like. It, there's a performative aspect to it beyond like just playing music. They, one of them we watched, there was like this like kind of faux competition between some of the like the instruments. Yeah, like maybe a trumpet and a trombone, something like that. And so that was that was fun, and it's a fun thing to watch. And it's just one of those little things, like you said, that is in the park and. You, you can know. take it for granted. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I that's think... the Main Street taken for granted, the vehicles, band taken for granted. Them being there is actually a huge thing for the, the feeling of the, the park gives. Yeah. No, I think absolutely. And I think that it works better in Disneyland than it would in, say, Disney World. I just Because that intimate feel, like you were talking about. Yeah. I don't know what it is exactly that, that causes that, but it's you know that feeling of like intimacy is it just how compact everything is and closer closer to each other well i think yeah i think that is i mean that's i mean that's kind of what intimate means right closer yeah so yeah it's physically that's one thing when you go to disney world if you're uh, you know like a a regular at disneyland you know like fantasy land specifically is just so like so much more spread out in disney world whereas in disneyland it's smaller and like more compact and maybe it's a little harder to move through, but I prefer it just because it's, there's that intimate feel. I like the general vibe there better, things like that. So. And it, it's scaled differently, but small towns are generally a tighter community, more intimate, more intimate, you could say, than a, than a big city like New York. I mean, it's, it's not going to feel the same way because it's just a different, more spread out environment. At least that's how I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna go with one that's that I think is that I actually think is underrated at this point. Okay. Um, I have a couple, so I, I want to know. I I guess what I'll go with is is. Do you, ha- do you have anything not in the parks? I've got movies. I've got I've I've got. Why don't, um, you, why don't you do what you were gonna say? I think I know what you were gonna say. So why don't you just go with it and maybe. We'll move on. Uh. What I would, was going to go with is not a movie. It's uh, it's Paradise Pier. Oh, uh, okay. And by Paradise Pier, I mean the hotel. Oh, okay. Paradise Pier Hotel. Yeah, I don't want. Okay. To I don't want. You think underrated? I think that now. Okay, I want to be clear about something. It is clearly the third best hotel in the area. Like third best uh, out of three resort hotels, and it's not my favorite. And it would, you know, if I could stay in any of the, if the money was all the same, I, it would be my last choice to stay in. 
but I just, I feel like there's like a little bit of a, it just doesn't get talked about as much. And even like when people do talk about it, it's kind of like, yeah, it is what it is. It's not as close. And, you know, it's not as like, you know, Disneyland hotels like connected to downtown Disney and Grand Californians like in a theme park basically. Right. So it gets a little bit of the short shift and I do like it a lot. You know, I, I still have a, a really, you know, we stayed in Disneyland hotel two years ago and then paradise pier this last year. And it was definitely like, Oh, I like Disneyland hotel a lot more, but I still really appreciate paradise pier for what it is. And I feel like it just gets a little bit, I guess, underrated would be my opinion. I don't know if you think it's properly rated. I, I can't imagine you think it's overrated. I don't know that I have an idea of, you know, sort of the pulse of what people actually think about it. Yeah. Where from the few people that I've heard speak about it, they don't love it, but it's definitely a, you know, it's a serviceable, good hotel. Yeah. I, I mean, maybe some of this is from just bringing my daughter there. Like there's a little room down in the, like, well, part of it is when we stay off site, we always walk through the Paradise Pier on our way to the parks. Because we happen to be on that side of the park. Yeah. And it. I don't know if it's, I, I don't think it's any longer to go through the hotel. It might be like a few seconds, but it's worth it for us to kind of go through the lobby and then out the back. And every time we we walk through it, you know, Goofy's in the lobby. Like there's a Goofy statue, which brings back good memories because my daughter, I have pictures of her with that Goofy statue when she was really like a big Goofy fan when she was three. And then you have that little room where there's a TV and a bunch of like beach chairs or whatever. And that just brings back good memories, too. And it's, like, it's super, it feels clean. Like, it's a super clean hotel. It's well kept up. Um, I haven't had any bad experiences there. It's just not as good as the other two, from like, as far as an experience. Like, I would never hang out in the Paradise Pier lobby like I would at Grand Californian. And if I had the choice yeah. between the Disneyland Hotel and Paradise Pier in a vacuum, I would just choose Disneyland Hotel. I mean, for almost every reason you ima- imaginable. Pool, overall atmosphere, you know, proximity to the parks, it is better. But if you have to stay at Paradise Pier, like for whatever reason, just cost or like availability, I think it's it's a really fun time, like especially if you have kids. Hmm. I'm thinking now it might be properly rated. Okay. Because the the restaurant down at the bottom, from what I've heard, haven't eaten there. Yeah. So take that. You know, I've eaten there one time, but I was... People don't seem to like it universally, which is not a good sign. So if there's not good food, really. Again, is that in comparison to the other two? Because they have such good, like Goofy's Kitchen is, and Steakhouse 55 or such. Well, yeah, because it's a Disney hotel. It should be it should be in the same. Like, is this offering similar services? Like, the food is really not good. Yeah. And it's expensive. Well, it's hard to say because so I have That's a bad deal, do... in which case the hotel did something wrong, I think. Maybe we should try it and see for ourselves. Yeah, but... I, I actually do think that it, it feels like a Disney hotel, which some people think maybe it doesn't because of the beach yeah. theming. And it feels like Disney to me, having been there several times. And you can, you can depending on, I don't know if you can request it, but you can get a view yeah. looking over a California adventure, which we've had once or twice. And it's, and it's great to be able to open the shades in the morning or at night and see. Well, you know, those were standard view. There's a choice for standard view and and. I don't, deluxe view or, or something of that nature and we just got lucky um there's like different pricings from what i understand for like deluxe and, and probably and so i think that's cool i think that paradise pier now being pixar pier they're probably i mean that hotel's up for some sort of 
reimagining. Um, but I mean, and part of this too, when I was a kid and we went to Disneyland, we pretty much always stayed there in the last few years of me being like going with my parents as a family and stuff, you know, as a child or adolescent, because we wanted to stay on site, but couldn't afford the other two. We would stay in that one and we always had a really good time. So that could be part of it too. I just have heard people recently say, oh, Paradise Pier, kind of like flippantly saying it's not my favorite and I'll stay there if I have to. But I really have a good time there and I know my daughter has a really good time there. So maybe for like a family experience, it's underrated. But yeah, if you're like just, you know, going with your significant other or a family that no longer has small children, maybe it is properly rated. For me, I just know that with a small child, every time we walk through that hotel, my daughter's like, can we go in that little room and blah, blah, blah. And it just reminds me of, you know, times like that. So maybe it's nostalgia built into it. I'd like to see what the restaurant is like, because you're right. It's a character meal and I've not heard great things. So. Right. They do have that little cafe there that that's not bad. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's got your standard items, yeah. you know, sandwiches, coffee, whatever. It's like a, a, it's just like a quick service restaurant. Yeah, it's like a continental breakfast that costs money, basically. It's it's higher. It's better than that. I, they have better food. They have eggs and stuff, right? Or like yeah, and I think they might even food. be able to make pizza for you. Um, huh? But don't quote me on that. It doesn't really matter. You could find out online exactly what they offer. It's a place to get coffee and a bagel in the morning if you're on the go. Yeah, basically. quick food. Yeah, I enjoy it, and uh, I think others would too. So don't you know? Give it a chance if you don't. Uh, if you can't afford the other two or it just doesn't work or it's not available, um, give it a chance. I, I enjoy it and have a good time. And especially if you have kids, they'll enjoy it too, I think. All right, your turn. Okay, so I'm going to go on overrated. And I'm going to stick in the parks because I think maybe we should just stick within the parks within this episode. We've already done... Now that we're basically there. Yeah. yeah, and then we could expand into other places in different episodes. And especially after we go to like Disney World and things. Are- right. So I, I'm kind of on the fence about it, but I'm going to choose overrated. Okay. For um, the souvenir popcorn buckets, I don't think they're all that are all that great. I know you have gotten a few. I've, okay, so one I got the Oogie Boogie one, and it was fine. It's fine. Um, it's a little fragile, and they recently I was a little upset because the year after I bought mine, they came out with a new one that looked way more durable. And right, right. I was like, Ugh, so that left a bad taste in my mouth. But you have one right behind your head. That's a uh, it's like a cauldron. From like Snow White, from, yeah. With the, it's got like that apple, like what the apple has on it. Um, well, yeah, there, there's an apple. The apple has like a face on it, you know. Um, the eyes are, you know, like kind of like a skull face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's black, uh, black cauldron with uh, green. green, some green witch's brew, you know, overflowing, and there's that face. On that the one's side. super durable. Yeah, and I actually really like that one. And like, so I haven't bought other ones, but I like. Like the alien one they had, the Toy Story alien one they had, I like. I know you appreciate the Steamboat Willie one that we've seen floating around, right? Yeah, and that's only because you don't see a lot of Steamboat Willie. Not enough. Um, but really, artistically, there's not a lot of, it's not that great to look at a lot of these things. And the only value I could see in actually having one is r- selling it later or putting it in a museum. Like, I wouldn't use it at home for popcorn, it, it, it being not all that great looking. I'm probably not going to buy one and put it up somewhere. Yeah. Well, and in general, these, like, souvenir cups, souvenir popcorn buckets. I mean, maybe we we went to, when I took my daughter down in November, it happened to be, our last day happened to be Mickey's birthday. 
and we walked in and we could not, I was, for whatever reason, I was like, you know what, we'll get food in the park. But they also happened to be giving away this Mickey drink sipper. Now, the reason I was going to eat in the park is because I knew Mickey's birthday was going to be popular. So I wanted to make sure that we got in without waiting in line too long. We were leaving that day and everything, I think. So we wanted to get as much time early as we could. And I could not eat in the park because everywhere, like every quick service place was selling these birthday Mickey sippers. Okay, first of all, I don't get it. I just didn't. It didn't register with me or resonate. But the line had to have been an hour long. Like, I mean, seriously, Jolly Holiday, people were, if you're, they were lined up to like the donut cart. If you're familiar with that, uh, Galactic Grill, we had to get a churro because, and I was going to, I was walking to Galactic Grill. I was like, forget that. I was like trying to mobile order. And the only availabilities were like mid afternoon. Cause it was just, they could not tell how long this was all going to take. How did these things look there? People have probably seen them. Um, it's Mickey with kind of the newer version of Mickey with a birthday hat. His hands are in the air. Um, I have to imagine a lot of people were trying to resell these, but... Oh, that's a big thing, yeah. Are you pulling it up? Yeah, I'm pulling up a picture. It looks kind of cool. It is kind of cool. Um, it being a sipper, I don't know how that works. The straw goes in the top, I think. Yeah, well, hmm, I don't know. Okay, it, it let's be clear right. about something. I certainly wouldn't wait more than 15 minutes for it. I've seen it. Well, I'm just verifying this is it Oh yeah, by showing you. Well, and you know, when we walked in, they had buttons, like birth- Mickey's birthday buttons, which was more than enough for me. Same like, same Mickey? Yes. Hands in the air, everything. It's yeah. on that bookshelf. I can show you later. Um, and I can put it on, on the Instagram as well. You know what? Well. It looks like the plastic is made like the kitchen sink pla- mm-hmm. plastic in the, uh, what is it, Clarabelle's mm-hmm. ice cream in, on Buena Vista Street? Yeah. And that's, it's just kind of cheap plastic. And that's what I'm getting at with these popcorn, these souvenir popcorn buckets. They're kind of cheap plastic. And that was definitely true with the, the Oogie Boogie one you got a couple years back. Yeah. I lo- you know, I love the, the Oogie Boogie character and all that. So it was something I got. And I'm not upset I got it. Um, I, w- one more, just to put a bow on that story, one more thing. I went into, we went into California Adventure after that to do a couple things. And we went on the Golden Zephyr, and we got off. There's a cart right outside that. They had those, and there was two people in line. I could have <laughs> waited three minutes and got one if I really wanted it. Yeah. So food for thought. I mean, I would just never wait more than like seven minutes for any of those things, and there's a number of reasons for that. Unless I was able to feel it, and it was something that was really important to me, like and it was really durable. Like you, you did wait for a while for the Oogie Boogie one. Yeah, well, like, I I went and sat off in the shade because you were waiting in line for long enough. Well, the the thing about the one that I got, the Cauldron one that we talked about earlier is I we got into the park that was the first day we were in the park and we had annual passes so we got in at like 10 and my daughter was hungry and she she's kind of picky sometimes and I knew she'd eat popcorn. So I was going to buy popcorn anyway. Yeah. And that bucket looked cool. So I said, "Okay, I would say overrated too. I'm not I'm not as vehement about it as you are. But like these these one they they seem to be coming out with new ones all the time and like you said artistically they 
they're they leave a little bit to be desired um well the steamboat willie one looked pretty cool i don't know that i'd buy it though because you could probably get something else uh steamboat willie that is artistically similar or better and uh, i don't know i tend to go for souvenirs that are going to last and really look good and or well, have I've, or have utility, which would be like mugs. Yeah, that's my favorite. I'm not going to use a popcorn bucket at home. I have bowls. I, I don't wouldn't need it. If it's decorative, it's one thing. Um, it also like if it has staying power, like the Mickey's birthday thing. I feel like that's cool for a little while, and then it's like, hey, why is he wearing a hat? And it's like, oh, then you got to explain it. And again, you could have that being the 90th, you know, birthday. Yeah, that's a, that's a great thing to have for a museum or yeah. an exhibit. That's great. And you could probably sell that later on if it gets rare enough. But beyond that, to me, it's, there's not enough there for me to spend all this time in a line for it. Well, and the staying power, that's in the same vein for me as like buying a shirt that says 2018 on it or whatever. Yeah. It's like I feel like I can wear that for like out for like a month and a half. And now, then... the good thing about those is that they're markers in, in time, like so you know when yeah. you got something. That's true. I, and, I think it's better for like— And you can remember your trip based on that one item. I think it's better for non-clothing, the the year stuff. Like I got I got a, a lanyard from 2014. There you go. And that's when I started buying pins with any regularity. Mm-hmm. So that I can tell 2014. Was that our trip? Our trip together too, or was that no? That was the no. Year that after. was uh, when Peyton was seven months old, or whatever she was. Was it because she was in 2013? Seven months old was her first trip. That was um, so she would have been over a year old. Okay. Point being, yeah, I, I, I tend to agree. I think that most of them are overrated because there's such a frenzy for them. Right. Anything that's like, uh, oh, this, and they don't seem to ever order enough. That's the other thing. It's Or like maybe they want them to be like rare. So that yeah, I'm ups sure the that's appeal. It. But it's like you'll go and you'll be like, are these coming back? And they're like, oh, we sold out in the first 20 minutes. And it, like that, there was pins like that for Pixar Fest. Like Pixar Fest started... And in the first 20 minutes, they ran out of, out of their limited edition pins. It's like, why didn't they just make more? Like, I understand if it's like three weeks, but t- like two hours, like why? Well, like they had to have known that was going to happen. Yeah. And that happens with the popcorn buckets a lot. Happens with a lot of these like one-off souvenir things that are only there for a limited time. So I would lean overrated, but also like if someone wants to wait for a popcorn bucket, I, I'm not going to tell them not to. Like I, I get it. Oh yeah, I want to leave the room for anybody to do anything they want to do. I don't want. To, I'm just saying these are things I think think are overrated, underrated, mm-hmm. and uh, you could probably spend your money and time elsewhere. Yeah, I I don't disagree. I and I I think that it depends on what it is for me. Like I wouldn't get all of them. I think some people really do want to get all of them. But and there are many people who want to resell them. That's and that's an important point too. Uh, but that that could be a different subject. It's just overrated altogether. I yeah. think. Okay. So I think we landed. We did know. three each. Do you want to do another one? Do you have another park one you want to cover, or are you pretty good? I I think we can save them. Um, do you have one that you're really itching to do? No, I could save them as well. You don't have any that you're that stick out in your minds particularly. We'll do it later. Yeah, It'll we're be fine. We're coming up on an hour, so we'll we'll save them. Um, I've got some good ones that I I do like, but uh, we'll stick with what we have now, and we'll do this again sometime soon. I, I think it's good. fun. All right, guys, that's going to do it this week. Thanks for joining us, and have a good one. See you later. To stay in touch with the show, follow us on Instagram at Talking Llamas Podcast. To support the show, 
please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, or reach out to us on social media. Thanks again, everyone. Have a great week.